Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello? Hello? <clears throat> Podcast Network Asia. Network Asia. What's going on? This is Xavier Woods, a.k.a. Austin Creed. I said give me a hell yeah! Hey, this is Veda Zane. Hello, WWE Universe in the Philippines. This is Charlotte. Talent is not sexually transmitted. You need to go back to the drawing board because your game absolutely sucks! Hey, everyone, this is Jeff Cobb. I'm Lewis Howley. I'm Sam Spoker. We are pretty deadly. Yes, boy. Yes, boy. Hello, my name is Ina Dragunov, the star, the NXT UK champion, and you are listening to the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. You're listening to the longest-running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Stan C, Ro Moran, and Chino Liao with another audio-only episode. No Ro in the SHIT for this one because he's off taking care of some schoolwork. So we'll probably catch him either at the next live stream or sometime in the next couple of weeks. Okay lang yan. Three of us are here and we've got quite the audio-only for you because we are paying tribute to the WWE run of One King of Swing, Cesaro, who who's no longer with WWE as of this past weekend. We actually woke up to the news Friday, right after the live stream, that he has quietly exited WWE. Those were the words from Fightful because his contract had expired earlier in February. So we'll talk all about that. We'll break it down for you. But first, we got to let you know about a couple of ways you can support the podcast. One of them is through being a Wrestling Wrestling Podcast patron. Right, guys, as you know, AEW Revolution 2022 is happening soon. Actually, this weekend or as uh, in exact terms, Monday morning, March 7. So all you got to do to join that watch party is to support the podcast through our Patreon. Patreon.com slash Wrestling Wrestling Podcast for as low as 250 pesos a month. You get access to our Discord community where we do watch parties of these events, including WrestleMania next next month. You get also exclusive review content of the weekly shows and pay-per-views. You get merch either from Pasabais from online wrestling stores or our own merch that's coming soon. All you got to do again is to subscribe to our Patreon, patreon.com slash wrestling wrestling podcast for as low as 250 pesos a month. All right. And another way you can support the pod is through your online shopping. And that's something you can do over on Lazada. So again, there's always a sale happening. By the time you read this, it will be just in time for the 3-3 sale. So all you got to do to support the podcast with your online shopping on Lazada is use our affiliate link. It is podlink.co slash IAM, podlink.co slash IAM. Again, type that in your mobile browser at the cart and check out from the app. And what you buy will help us do what we do here in the podcast at Norwich Across to you. All right. So... There are a few details about you exit ni Cesaro that have been published by Fightful Select. So a couple of other aggregators have already condensed that over the weekend. I'm reading you nasacomicbook.com. And according to them, and according to Fightful Select, Cesaro was uh, working on a one-year extension 
So walang non-compete attached because the deal had just expired. So it's very similar to the Kylo Riley deal, the Daniel Bryan deal na, you know, their contracts just expired. So technically Cesaro can literally work and show up anywhere he wants right now. And according to the same report from Fightful Select, uh sinasabi ni SRS that Cesaro had mentioned that the deal was ending to some members of the WWE roster as far back as October of last year. And at the time daw hindi siya sure kung magre-resign siya to a longer contract. So the same sources said na nag-goodbyes na sila to one another. So I guess people backstage already knew that Cesaro was on his way out. And people from within WWE uh, reportedly spoke highly of Cesaro's professionalism regarding yung last match niya, his last few weeks on WWE programming, and that it didn't appear that the door was completely closed. So if, let's say, both sides would come to an agreement, I guess the door would be open for Cesaro eventually returning to WWE. Yeah, just to add to that, Nabasakorin uh he didn't really want to go. It's not like he wanted to leave the company, even though you know his treatment hasn't been the best since uh since last year, Deba. But uh it just so happened that they couldn't work out a deal that was satisfactory to both of them. So I'm guessing that usually means that Cesaro wanted this amount of money and then WWE did not feel like paying him or did not see him uh, as valuable enough to give him what he wanted. So, yeah, it just so happens that uh, they didn't come to an agreement. And I guess it's for the best. Uh, is it time to talk about what we feel about this, Anaba? Yeah, I think so, yeah, we can talk I can about I can start. Um, we mentioned at the top of the podcast how he quietly exited. And quiet is just such a perfect word to describe Cesaro's presence in the WWE because... You never really notice that he's there, but when he makes his presence felt, it's very loud and you notice it right away. And he understands that his run in the WWE didn't quite cascade in the way that he wanted it to. He's a WWE champion. He was only in the main event picture a handful of times and even then, sobrang bilis lang. But when he was there, we were all rooting for him. When he made his presence felt, we all felt it equally. So sayang lang din. That somebody as talented as the wrestler formerly known as Cesaro had to leave the WWE. But the wide world of wrestling always has greener, albeit more elite pastures uh, down the road. And so maybe sooner or later, we might see another uh, poster come up on, on our social media feed. Or he might end up elsewhere. But who knows? Because the sky is the limit for somebody as talented as Cesaro. I have a lot of things to say about this because it speaks to the problem with WWE right now and wrestlers that people, the fans, wanted to see pushed. And as we all know, Cesaro was really someone that everybody wanted to succeed except for the people higher up. Because one person makes his decisions, right? So it's one of those things that really paints a picture of how things are backstage like you can get as over as you could in the ring on screen on shows but if they don't want anything to do with you then there's really nothing that could work for you and so because Cesaro had it like people loved him they gravitated to his work um he, he might not be the best talker ever but who is when you're speaking five languages and English isn't even your first language right? so that's a thing that really disappoints me because you can only go so far as the glass ceiling lets you. And examples like 
Brian Daniels and Daniel Bryan are super rare that they can't really be replicated by everybody. You can't brute force your way into the main event, into a WWE championship, into a legendary career. So, sobrang sayang lang. And uh, as Chino said, there are greener pastures. And time isn't out yet for the 40-something Cesaro. But I'm sure somebody out there will find way more value in him than WWE ever did. Yeah, Cesaro just turned 41 last December. And, you know, we know in wrestling now that's not exactly old just yet. Uh, he has been in the business, though, for a little over 20 years. So he has that odometer probably counting against him. But he's still in peak physical shape. Though. He's a good six foot five, 232 pounds. And I was expecting this guy to be world champion by now. He was on the main roster for almost a decade. And like Chino, I really grew to love Cesaro, really appreciated everything he brought as, as a performer. And you guys already said it, Nasayang, that he could never become world champion for one reason or another. And I always wanted to know why. And you know, um, you know, we can speculate about this all we want. And it just really makes me sad as a Cesaro fan that I could never see him really win the big one and be the guy that the show was built around. But it is what it is. You know, that's what happens. I guess there's a sort of piece then as a Cesaro fan that his departure happened the way it did. Now, it was more like Daniel Bryan and less like, you know, all of the other wrestlers who run with WWE didn't end on their terms. I also have to be that he couldn't become world champion. Like that wording kind of places the blame on him, even though I don't think it was his fault. I don't think it was really ever his fault that he couldn't reach the big one because mm-hmm. he was so good. He had everything. He worked like everybody wanted him to work. He could garner a lot of sympathy with his physical performance way more than his mic performance could. So I don't know what's missing there. And it's not like he was missing any tools, really, for sure. Pero gets ko naman din pag sinabi lang he's not the best talker because in something like the WWE, that's kind of important. I'm not defending the WWE here, but they market themselves not as a wrestling promotion but as sports entertainment one. So they place equal, maybe even more weight on the ability of a person to connect with the camera or an audience or to deliver those great promos. in Because that's what they've been known for. For the better part of what 50 years now. So gets ko naman din yun, not everybody will be able to do that. But at the same time, it isn't fair to hold somebody as talented as Saro back with all the talent that he has in that body of his. accomplish as far as an in-ring competitor is concerned. But yes, like you guys said, I agree. May glass ceiling that just wouldn't let him go past it. All right, so this is the part that I'm sure the listeners are dying to hear. Let's speculate. Let's fantasy book Cesaro post WWE. I think it's pretty obvious to mind about like the first thing that's all on our minds is he's probably going to be on AEW's radar. Yeah, uh, if you're Tony Khan, you would be really dumb to not have Cesaro or I guess call him Claudio now, Claudio Casagnoli on your radar. Because okay, it's not the biggest coup ever. It's not the biggest get that you can get from WWE. But this is a guy that a lot of fans universally love. I only really seen Eddie Kingston hate on Cesaro. So I don't think people will be disappointed to see him in AEW. He is a solid ad, a multi-tool performer that you can put in your company. And no matter what role you put him in, it's just going to work out. Because hey, this guy is a 
buzz magnet for your company, no matter what company you are. It doesn't even have to be AW. Anyone should be interested in getting Cesaro. I'm going to jump off something Rose said here on TikTok and saying that Cesaro, while perfect for AEW, would actually also work for the new ROH. Because depending on where the new ROH stands right now, they will need a name brand to latch on to moving forward. And assuming their guys, Jonathan Gresham, the current ROH champion, are still part of the team, champion, they'll need that fresh injection of talent in ROH, which is ironic because OG ROH Cesaro, but they'll need that fresh talent injection if they are to grow in this new era of wrestling. Yeah, I, I was going to ask actually, but the easy answer is, oh, baka pumunta siyang AEW, but I wanted to know like what other places might be able to get someone like Cesaro because when you think about it, and we say this all the time, every time somebody leaves WWE, puno na yung roster ng AEW. In fact, I woke up this morning actually wondering, oh, nasa na si Miro? <laughs> I'm actually wondering where some of their signees He's on a yacht with his hot wife. Living his best life, sure, right? But, you know, with the bloated roster din naman yeah. sa AEW, you have to wonder, where are some of these other signees that they've had from the last couple of years? So exactly. the easy answer is to speculate about Cesaro going to AEW. But aside from ROH, where else might we see him next? If New Japan wants to import a gaijin uh, long-term into Japanese shores, then I would get him because he is super good and his style currently, what he does in WWE would match really well in the NJPW style, the same way AJ Styles did back in 2014. I would invest in him because he's, again, like I said, pretty popular with fans everywhere. They do need a compelling top gaijin over there right now. Like the people they have aren't really sticking. Like I don't, even think you could call like Will Ospreay or Jay White a really good Gaijin investment at the moment. So if they want a top foreign superstar again, I would not be opposed to Cesaro going to NJPW. And that would be something fresh because I don't think he's ever been in New Japan, has he? Parang hindi pa because his time back then was spent in ROH, but I don't think ROH ever sent him there. Hmm. And then before that, he was wrestling for Chikara. So it's really most of the Western Indies that he's participated in. And it would be really fresh, yeah, as you said, uh, to see him in Japan. Yeah, I would love that. I would pop for uh, Cesaro in New Japan, just imagining all the matchups. And as you said, Ro, parang wala silang heavyweight na gaijin na talagang with the star power that AJ Styles used to have or that Kenny Omega used to have. So I don't think Cesaro is immediately on that level, but to see him go to New Japan would be quite the splash. Chino, you got any other ideas aside from ROH? I want to say Impact. Um, because Impact seems to utilize all these ex-WWE talents so well. Uh, I just saw this great match Matt Cardona had with Jordan Grace, of all people. Mm-hmm. So, sobrang, magaling siya gumamit ng mga tinapalit WWE, for lack of a better term. Right? All, all that wasted talent WWE just kept at the wayside. Impact seems to have a use for it. And I feel like if Cesaro chose to go against the grain and end up in Impact, it did suit him very well. I just want to jump off something that China just said. Now, pagkunwaring impact, you have a company like that, and a lot of their talent came from WWE. Uh, it reminds me of something you said on the podcast before, Ro. Now, if you came from the WWE system, malamang sa malamang, you're gonna thrive in another promotion after your time there because of the fundamentals that they teach. Yeah, yeah, that's normal because what people are 
getting in the performance center is pretty much like the best of the best training. And Cesaro has been polished by his time down in FCW, uh, a little bit of time down in NXT, and then a lot of seasoning, uh, working the WWE system. So he would mesh well with a lot of people wherever he goes, wherever there is a sizable amount of WWE alumni, which is pretty much everywhere right now, considering uh, how many people WWE has released. So yeah, uh, Impact wouldn't be a bad idea either. Pero ang thing ko lang is, I feel like I, this is a really outsider point of view because I could not find the time ever to watch Impact. So I'm really just following along on social media. But it feels like a huge mess right now. Like, Parashangwalang cohesive direction, other than the fact that um, right now there's a Ring of Honor contingent invading the company. So maybe he could fit in there. It is pretty much uh, Ring of Honor OGs, uh, and he is an OG. So, yun. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to eulogize Cesaro's time in WWE by highlighting yung favorite parts natin of his run. All of that's coming up after this break, but first, here's a way you can support the podcast through your online shopping over on Shopee. All right, guys. Again, 3-3 sale is coming soon, so if you want to support the podcast with your shopping on Shopee, all you got to do is use our affiliate link. This time, it is podlink.co slash W9X. Podlink.co slash the letter W, the number 9, and the letter X. Type that in your mobile browser at the cart and check out from the app and what you buy will help us do what we do here in the podcast at no extra cost to you and now another break to hear from our other podcasts on podcast network asia if you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery think again juvederm volux xc is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime even better this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment no maintenance required improve jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with juvederm volux xc for important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. We're back. So let's talk about your favorite Cesaro moments, Natin. Let's start with you, Chino, since this was your idea. Uh, one of the favorite moments I had regarding one Cesaro uh, involves somebody else, actually. It involves Shameless. Before I was a Cesaro fan, I was a much bigger Sheamus fan, even during his run in ECW, right? So I was a big Sheamus mark back then. And to see him in the rivalry that he had with Cesaro 
which led to the bar, made me become a big fan of the bar as well. Kasi nung una parang sasapaan lang tayo. We even got to witness one match here in Manila, diba? even if hindi laki ng towards the final tally. Yeah. But we got to witness that hardening matchup of theirs. And then we got to witness them team together moving forward, which became a storyline, if you will, move in, in a lot of different tag teams. Diba? Yung una magkaaway sila and then magiging tag team sila because two heads are better than one and all that. So I was really a big fan of his run as the bar. Say I was a big fan of big me men slapping me. So that is why one of the things I will remember Cesaro for was his time in the bar. Yeah, right around that same time, uh, that was when WWE came over to Manila for the first time in seven years, but that was in 2016. And the year before that, I'd flown to Singapore to catch a WWE live event, and I was following social media ng mga wrestlers, trying to figure out who was hanging out in what Singapore spot na baka mas patan ko before the live event. And it turns out Cesaro, being a huge fan of coffee, was checking out some local coffee shop, and I was hoping against hope that I would run into him as I would have my afternoon coffee and get a picture or whatever. Obviously, that didn't happen, but the following year, I was invited to the press conference right before the event. And this particular Cesaro shirt I'm wearing right now, I wore it to that press conference. And I, I will not forget when Charlotte Flair and Cesaro entered that ballroom. Cesaro was dressed impeccably in his suit because he's a professional James Bond type. Yung gimmick niya. He comes in, spots me immediately, points at me, smiles at me and says, he's wearing my shirt, I like him already. And then all throughout the junket, every time I would ask a question, he would look me in the eye, he would say my name, and then answer my question, which he did not do for the other press people at all. And I, 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 I always love that about just him. Just to what a mark. No, it's, re- it's really rich behavior, so that's good on him. Good yeah, behavior. yeah, I, I loved it. Sobrang na-appreciate ko And I, I was already a Cesaro fan by then, so after that, sobrang naging favorite ko siya. So really appreciated that. And after that, I took a picture of it was like pinned on my Twitter for years and years. Uh-huh, two things. I kind of stole that coffee bit from Cesaro. Like now I love coffee and then I look to check out coffee places wherever I go. And then two, I want to talk about yung the bar um, a moment in China, which is uh, really something good told by WWE. Like it was one of their best stories in the mid card because they really showed us the formation of Seamus and Cesaro over the course of a best of five, best of five? Best of seven. Best of seven. Yeah, 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 seven. So I remember being really invested in that best of seven series because it's a series, it's a a sports thing, and they took it to WWE, and then they actually wrapped the bow around it by having them respect each other and form a tag team. No, there was Which something is, up for grabs, right? Like, the winner was supposed to get a championship shot at uh, the tabla at the end, they uh, got a tag team championship uh, opportunity instead. Yeah, they redid the match seven a few different ways. Uh-huh. Like, the first one was false spin, and then the the last match was like a no disqualification. And that's how Mick Foley decided to make them a tag team. In the yeah, game. but that was really good because uh, even though it was rematch city, the rematches made sense. Yeah. It was part of a series and they actually put stakes on it, which is not something you see every time or nowadays a lot. It kind of makes me pretty sad that the way they ended their tag team wasn't as ceremonious as that. So, like there was a lot of money left on the table for a Seamus versus Cesaro 
part two feud after their tag team split, diba? So, yun. So, again, let's talk about my favorite Cesaro moment in WWE, which was last year when they pushed him for the Universal Championship uh, scene against Roman Reigns, which I knew naman he wasn't going to win because Roman Reigns, diba? tribal mm-hmm. chief, head of the table, was going to be the final boss. But at that moment, I thought that it was the time when Vince finally saw a uh, main eventer in Cesaro that I thought he was going to keep him around the upper mid-card, the main event scene, constantly playing for the Universal Championship, even though I knew that there was a long shot that he would actually win the thing. So I really thought that was just coming out, and then it really disappointed me to see him miss a few shows here and there at first, miss a few pay-per-views, and then all the way slide down to the lower end of the card and just being generally forgotten about by the powers that be. Yeah, yung time na yun when he got that main event push, it was preceded by the WrestleMania 37 storyline with Seth, diba? And I remember yung Discord natin was blowing up during the Cesaro and Seth match because it's like, finally, this guy is finally in a singles match at WrestleMania and it was such a huge deal. He busted out the UFO, which he'd never done in WWE prior to that point. Yeah, as a Cesaro fan, I think that was really the peak. I guess yung four points in his run na talagang peak excitement were the Cesaro Sami Zayn feud in NXT the Cesaro kid run that time he went up against John Cena for the US championship and then the bar and then I guess as a fifth that main event push correct me if I'm wrong parang yun yung five key moments in his run yeah, that sounds about right. Because you know, naman talaga yung times na okay, we got our hopes up. Uh, we thought that this was gonna be it for Cesaro, but yeah. I'm also a fan of Cesaro's uh, personality outside the ring, outside of the WWE. So I've started watching or have been watching a lot of the up, up, down, down content on YouTube, and especially when the party makes their appearance in the regular Uno games that they play, or when they test out the new game amongst themselves. Naging fan din ako nung chemistry nila, and just being a part of that brotherhood that they've developed during the pandemic. And kinilig din ako when they finally met each other face-to-face, when they finally played Uno for the first time in in a table, on a table in front of each other. And then when they started playing games in the park in the middle of nowhere, it was so fun to just see friends hanging out with other friends. And you're able to live vicariously through these people who are able to hang out with their friends after two years of hell. Yeah, basically. Uh, I wonder when that will happen for us here on the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Probably 2025, uh, World War III. Maybe it's dentist by on Up, Up, Down, Down on YouTube, right? So it was, it's like one of those things that if only WWE let people be themselves the same way they gave that latitude to Brock Lesnar. I'm sure we've seen a lot. We, we've would have seen yeah. a lot more people get over. I mean, I was just on TikTok before we hit record. I saw a few videos of Brock Lesnar chopping up some tomahawk steaks, right? What's the, what was supposed to stop them from doing the same treatment to Cesaro, right? Unan yung gubagawa ng latte art or something, you know? <laughs> I mean, it's it's not it's not beyond the realm of possibilities. Napaisip ako when you mentioned Chino that the bars run just ended unceremoniously because uh, I was there I saw it live si on si last Ro. match ah si Ro pala yun. yung yung last match nila together it was like the SmackDown after WrestleMania 35 and then they had faced the Usos I believe in uh, in, yeah. in a six man uh, and then the bar 
they just exited together and I was reaching out because I was there at the event right, with, with Chris Panzer. I was re- we were reaching out for like high fives. Siyempre, heel sila. Buisit sila kasi they just ended the match so they didn't slap my hands. And like, little did I know that that would be the last time I would see the bar together literally walking past me to the, you know, to the locker room salikod. So, yun, it's kind of sad that we never had that blow-off feud. All we really had was Ridge Holland and Cesaro and Ricochet and Sheamus all interacting with each other pretty loosely. That was a layup right there. Like when they had Cesaro and Sheamus in the same brand, but I thought, okay, maybe they would finally acknowledge the team and then do something big with it. But no, they did not. And that was a real storytelling miss. Sobra sayang, but we raise our proverbial glasses, our proverbial cups of coffee, coffee to, yeah. to Cesaro, this decade-long run that he had on the WWE main roster. Thank you for all the memories, both in the ring and outside the ring. And happy trails, Claudio. Uh, all the best in your future endeavors. And we say that with all the love and respect for you. So as we end this episode of the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast, got to remind you that we're doing the live streams in every week. Thursday nights at 7 p.m. on Kumu at Wrestling Wrestling Pod and on Facebook.com slash Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. As Ro mentioned at the top of the show, we're doing a watch party for AEW Revolution. That's on the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast patron community. And if you want to talk wrestling with us, you can hit us up at Wrestling2XPod on Twitter and on TikTok. In fact, if you have like specific questions for any of us, you can also include that over there. And we'll find some time to create some more uh, TikTok content for all of you over on TikTok. In the meantime, you can also hit us up individually. It is at Gina Supersized, at Monday Night Rowan, at Rowiswar, and at underscore Stan C. For the Facebook and Instagram, it's at Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. And if you haven't yet, please follow us on Spotify and give us those five-star ratings. Those go a long, long way towards fighting the algorithm over there. Thank you very much to Babyface producer Gail and everybody else behind Podcast Network Asia for putting these episodes together. And on behalf of Ro Moran and Chino Liao, please continue to mask up, get your vaccines and your boosters. Come May 2022, go out and vote at wag tayong boboto ng magnanakaw. Alright? My name is Stan C. Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Out. Bye-bye. Wag din tayong boboto ng di nagpapakita sa debate. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia, the hosts of the program, or other programs of the network. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.